This podcast contains strong adult content, probably crude language, and general fuckery. So put those kids away. (laughs) Get them out of here. Good evening. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortion. Huge increases in sexually transmitted diseases. Transgender rights is a fundamental human right. There is a right to marriage equality. I repeat, speaking to you from the steps of the Supreme Court, there is a right to marriage equality. Should sex education be taught to our kids? Rolling back contraceptive coverage for women. To make sure that women get the health care that they need. So we've got a lot of work in front of us. Thank you very much. This is Frisky History, where we uh, explore the humorous, bizarre, and sometimes horrifying history of reproductive health, relationships, and sex. Yeah. That's what we are. I'm Lacey. I'm Robin. Hey. How hey. you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I got the wine. We got a table. Yeah. We have a up real the world. table. We have a real table. Yeah. So, for, for those who don't know, we, we used, uh, like, packing plastic containers. Bins. Yeah. <laughs> we used to sit in on plastic bins. Yeah. Back when we were jokes. <laughs> We've upgraded to now, a table that we didn't Episode five. <laughs> was in the house. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's been here the whole time. <laughs> it's not even new. We just episode forgot about it. five. Five. Episode five. We've made it. That's when yeah, you know you've that's, made it. <laughs> that's the period when either like either you die or you make it to episode five, and we've that's made right. it. To we episode made it five. Past. We've lived. We've made how's, it your, far. how's your week going? It's good. It's so good. That's good. <laughs> no, I mean it's fine. It's, it's <laughs> not like, actually it's good it's though. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean. It's. Uh, but really, it kind of sucks. But yeah. it's fine. Yeah. No, it's good. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about was how um, Merriam-Webster said that their 2017 word of the year was feminism. Yeah. Did you see that? I did not. Fucking great. So that's amazing. Yeah, it was the top look up throughout the year. So when I think of it, I think that like women are telling men what feminism means and they're like I don't know about that and then they go look it yeah. up Merriam-Webster yeah. so it's... I hope that's not the case but I think it's good that people are learning more about it I feel like I've been in this situation a lot this past year and actually this week already again I've this has happened but it's like those things where you're happy about it but also you kind of are like is it bad that it's 2017 mm. and people are mm-hmm. just now yes. mostly googling I mean I don't know I think you know? the answer is yes but I <laughs> I also think it's better than like them, you know, never finding out. This about is true. It. This is true. This but, is very, very true. Yeah. You know, so it's good. We're happy yeah. about it. I celebrate that. Yes. I'll drink some wine to it later. Yes. I'm very happy. I've been having a weird thing happen at my house. Oh boy. That is um, only concerns me and is not like <laughs> useful knowledge like you just shared. <laughs> uh, but I watch my dogs all day on a camera. You know this. That's right. A live feed of my dogs. And it's a two-way audio camera so that I can talk to them when they're barking and make them stop. <laughs> but someone has been knocking on my door every day for like the past three days. Ooh. The first day was just like a normal knock. And I was like, maybe we got a package. And then the second day, it was like a banging knock. Oh, no. And then it happened again today. Someone knocked. Ew, ew, and ew. then it sounded like they yelled something. And I was like, maintenance maybe? Because sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know why. <laughs> it's 
it's really doesn't happen. But whenever you say in hotel, someone knocks and they're like housekeeping. Yeah. So it's like maybe maintenance is doing that. But also, right. I don't know creepy. why maintenance will be coming and trying to come into our apartment when no one has let, you know, like there hasn't been any letter sent about some need for maintenance to come in the apartment. And I haven't asked them to come in for any reason. So I'm not sure why. But yeah, someone's just knocking on our door. And then last night, something else happened. And I don't know what time it was because I didn't want to look at my phone and wake myself up more. I wanted to try to go back to sleep. So I have no idea what time it was. It could have been like 1030 at night because I was already asleep by then. But some guy yelled. Oh, no. I Danny, (laughs) what was that person yelling in the middle of the night last night? What did they yell? Don't touch me? Yeah, you're not a good person. Yeah. So so, it sounded like they were yelling, running down the hallway, which is like (laughs) right in front of our door, yelling that like so loud. And then they but then they were outside like a second fucking later. Right. (laughs) It didn't seem like they even had time to go outside. But they went from being in our hallway yelling to being outside of our window, which is on the other side of our room Uh. to yelling. I'm not a good person. My boyfriend's not a good person. You're not a good person. You're not a good person. Oh, no. I'm not sure if it's the boyfriend or not. Uh, but it was just the weirdest thing. And then it stopped, like, almost immediately after it started. That is fucking weird. I think you guys might have ghosts, question That would be <laughs> amazing. If that was our ghost, because it definitely sounded like a gay man, right? Or was that just me? It was a haunted gay man. It was, uh, oh, my God. It was a gay man ghost <laughs> yelling about people not being good. Oh. If we just had, like, a a gay, like, judgmental ghost, it was just... <laughs> That'd be like, awesome. You're not a good person. <laughs> your shoes don't match your clothes today. Oh, my God. That would be the best. Oh, man. That would be, like, amazing. Because yeah. I'm always scared I'm going to get, like, some sort of demon haunting situation. Right. You know, that's of scary. Course. Of course. But if it's that kind of haunting, like, one, I'll be a millionaire. (laughs) Yeah. You make so much money off of that. Yeah. And that's, like, the first thing you should be asking yourself when you do anything. How much money can I make off of this? (laughs) That's true. It's a good piece of advice. (laughs) Should we have kids? I don't know. How much much money will we make off of that? (laughs) Yeah. That's But that is, you have some creepy-ass shit going on here. I know. I really, it's, It's I kind of like it. I like I, it. I like it when I'm telling the stories later. Yeah. I don't like it when it wakes me up in the middle of the night. We're like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? I know. That's pretty scary. Yeah. But they do make good stories, so. They do. <laughs> I really, I have no idea how that person got from in our hallway to outside so quickly. That sounds like a demon. Yeah. That's not, that sounds like a demon to me. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I've always, you know, I've always known that all the years of YouTube, I was just headed for oh. a demon. <laughs> but I have not know. delved into that part of YouTube. YouTube, but oh, girl, you got it. No, I'm you don't have to. Actually, okay. you don't like scary no, stuff. <laughs> I enjoy. I'm getting scares. better with it, but I still I get very stressed out. Really, you should not live in yeah. this building. Then. <laughs> so many ghosts running around. Um, well, I'm glad you're okay. Thanks. I do feel like this apartment looks like an old hotel. Mm. You know, it totally does. Yeah, because it's it's like really you could imagine this room being a hotel room. Yeah, and I yeah. there's like weird things like our bathroom door has gold letters that say bathroom on it and it's like why would you put that in someone's house right. that doesn't make sense yeah and there's all these tiny cabinets i don't know if you notice them but they're like tiny cabinets oh. there's one right outside the store over here and it's just like a teeny tiny drop something it's just like a teeny tiny door and you open it and it's like two inches of a cabinet why what is do you there? put in there i don't know i put like stuff figurines <laughs> 
know. My precious moments. <laughs> oh, precious moments. I remember those. I used to color in those coloring books. Aww. The memories. Sweet yeah. memories. Okay. Yeah. So listen. I'm listening. We have to get into Let's this. I have a large stack of papers in front it's of me huge. right now. It's, it's a like... lot of information. This episode started with a Wired article that came out in like October, I think. Mm-hmm. I've been sitting on it for a while because we didn't record for a bit and then I was going to share it on an episode that we recorded and then I was like, this is kind of good and maybe I should use it as my episode and then I didn't share it and then it was your episode and so it's been like okay. four fucking ever, basically. Okay. So I know you need all that background. <laughs> but um, this, this Wired article is on the mar- modern redesign of the Speculum. Mm. And a speculum, for those without vaginas, is a device that is used to inspect the cervix in, like, gynecological exams. I even, I have a vagina, and I've never heard that word. Yeah, so you've, it's been inside you, which is strange, isn't it? That is weird, yeah. (laughs) Multiple times. It's true, yeah. That's So it's a thing that they put inside and crank open right yeah literally you know, yes. they do they crank it open and yeah. then it, you it's awful and uncomfortable yeah i'm yeah, getting yeah. ahead though of the story okay um <laughs> i so one of the designers on the project on this redesign project her name is Haley stewart mm-hmm. and they she works for a company called frog i believe mm-hmm. um i put her quote in here because it i feel it just makes you feel like you're in the room when Mm -hmm. it happens Mm -hmm. oh boy so you're literally in the stirrups with that sound a loud painful cranking noise and it's like excuse my language but what the fuck (laughs) it is it is it's like you can't see anything that goes on down there (laughs) and you're just feeling all this stuff so you're just speculating these fucking noises yeah it's oh god Mm -hmm. it's like if i could watch it i guess i would because I would understand what's going on, but when you hear things and you yeah. can't see anything, you're just, like, praying to God. And, like, <laughs> like you see the device before. Like, you right. see them, like, take get it off the counter, and it's, yeah. like, not pretty. It it's does not, not like, oh, look... I should stick that in yeah. there. <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait for that to go inside me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That looks so fun. And then you're, like, sitting <laughs> on that god-awful, sticky white paper. Yes. And it's, like, yes. all, like, just every mm. bit of your ass cheek is just, like, stuck to it, and they're, like, so could you move around a ton? And you're like, sure. <laughs> and so, it's just a mess. I mean, you know, but your yeah. feet in stirrups, like what? I know. Is there a worse time and place to have something like that Ugh. stuck inside you? No. No, I don't no. think there is. No. That's an accurate answer. <laughs> um, you know, and so, yeah, they fucking pry you open with this cold metal thing is basically what we're getting to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in this. Yeah. The whole well, they story. also, didn't they like used to be metal, but now a lot of them or our plastic yeah so it's like went from being um there's some i think are still metal but plastic is the i think more common one now just because those are disposable right so they don't have to like go through all the work to sanitize it every single time but i think there definitely are still people who use metal ones which is seems Mm. way worse to me than plastic i think i would prefer plastic yeah um so the current design of the speculum and this is the one right now i know i said current but i want to be clear (laughs) right now yes Dates back to the 1840s. Wow. Yeah. So other than updating the materials, like you said, so when they were originally created, they were made out of pewter, which is just a different kind of metal. Okay. And then they were made from stainless steel and now like kind of plastic stainless steel is what you find 
Right. You know, but other other than that, yeah, pretty much just an 1840s device. They're just popping up in your Oh my god. Hoo-ha. I, had, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost identical to the one from 150 years ago. No biggie. Fuck. Um, so, so this woman, Haley Stewart, and then um, a woman... Uh, named Sahana Kumar, who is an interaction designer, they decided they wanted to redesign the um, speculum for the 21st century. Mm-hmm. No big deal. <laughs> so I got to like four paragraphs in this Wired article, and that's when I was like, I am doing this mm-hmm. for the next episode. For sure. Although there is a dive. There is a, there is a catch to this. I mean, not a dive. That's a weird saying that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> If you were wondering. I'm just going to start replacing that word with all kinds of, like, action verbs. Like, there's a putt to this. (laughs) So, this episode, get it out now, because this Mm -hmm. this episode, and I want to say this for everyone listening as well, just in case, you know, I'm not sure if this counts as being triggering, but it could be in some ways. This is a very heavy episode, and it does deal with um, a lot of very serious issues, and really one, which is racism. So... Just just to put that out there now, yeah, the history of modern gynecology is extremely, extremely awful and extremely racist, and Fuck. are you ready? Oh, God, yep. Let's do this. Let's do it. Nervous. Okay. Well. Okay. So, James um, Marin, or Marone, I'm not sure how you say it, Sims, was born in South Carolina on January 25th, 1813. Mm-hmm. Um he remained in South Carolina until 1834 when he moved to Philadelphia to def- to attend the um, Jefferson Medical College. And according to the New York Times, he was not destined for greatness. Oh, <laughs> I don't boy. know how they discern that, but I'm going with it because they they're the New York sources. Times. Yeah, yeah. They have their sources. <laughs> that guy? Uh, no. He's not going I don't anywhere. See yeah. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> might as well just go work at McDonald's, mm. kid. It's over for you. No. Um, but apparently, he was a lackluster student and he showed little ambition after receiving his medical degree. Mm. Nevertheless, in... 1840, he ended up in Montgomery, Alabama with his wife, and he took up surgery and gynecology. So at this time in 1840, treating women, it was considered tasteful or distasteful, not tasteful, Mm. the opposite of tasteful, distasteful. (laughs) And it was rarely done, which is like fucking reliving Comstock right now. Oh, Lord. It was. Yeah. You know, the, the social norms regarded the study and examination of the female reproductive anatomy just to be immoral Mm. which makes zero sense like I just don't get it because like didn't God create bodies and I'm assuming it has to do with Christianity and that's why they found it to be immoral maybe not though right but because of this the the entire field of gynecology was just really undeveloped it was um or underdeveloped more um and it was unexplored and really they basically made no progress in doing anything with it at all so when doctors were trained to deliver babies in medical schools they did it using dummies and they wouldn't actually see like a real woman or her vagina until they went out into the world as doctors and opened their own practices so oh my god let that sink in for a second holy shit you just go into the doctor's office we've been through the process right naked sticky paper 
yep. stirrups. Yep. And then, like, a man who has never yeah, seen a, a female vagina. A guy just leans out and Presumably just like, <laughs> has never seen a vagina in his life. <laughs> never. I'm sure if he has seen it in the more personal context, he probably didn't study right. it. Very no, no, they never yeah. do. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> salty. Love it. But, yeah. God, that is terrifying. Yeah. To be what? It's like. They're like the guinea pigs of gynecology, yeah. these women. It's like, can you fucking imagine? That's horrible. Yeah. He just oh, like leans God. out and he's just like, oh, that's where that is. Yeah. And it's just like, cool, great, glad you're down oh. there. Because when they're learning on like a mannequin or something, they're like, that's about where this thing mm-hmm. goes. And it's all approximations and that's shitty. Mm-hmm. That's shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nothing feels better that. than being like naked with your all your business out there, mm. knowing that someone who has no idea what they're doing is just poking mm. about. I don't like it. God. Yeah. So, so with all of this in mind, um, it's not really surprising that sims didn't have any formal background in gynecology prior to beginning his own practice in alabama speaking of alabama this is nothing to do with the episode i just want to share this little antidote and it's an antidote anecdote anecdote damn it <laughs> antidote is like what stops the poison <laughs> love it <laughs> well maybe i did mean antidote yes. no i didn't <laughs> i mean <laughs> so anyways um i was on the phone with my grandma Mm -hmm. and she was talking about something um oh like why she wasn't getting a christmas tree this year is riveting conversation uh no she said something about flares and i was like flares and she just kept saying flares and i was like what are you talking about flares (laughs) it turns out she was saying flowers that was just her accent and she was like that's what i said flowers they're like flares and i was like okay now i see it i see it now but i was seriously so confused for like a solid five minutes of like why are you talking about flares why do you have flares so yeah that's my grandma and that's you know i mean technically that's georgia but close enough right that's true so just so you know a man who has never seen a vagina (laughs) and is now poking about yours probably also calls flowers flares yeah it's just i'm you know context for you um so what a normal appointment with dr sims looks like is something like a woman would come in maybe she's got like an injured pelvis or retroverted uterus they were like maybe she fell off a horse and i was like cool what's a retroverted uterus no i think it's just like kind of like 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 uh, like pointing slightly off. Oh. I don't know that that's true though. It's, but I read something like about someone out. having like. <laughs> that's does. what it sounds like. It does sound like that. It sounds I, scary. I think it means that it's like slightly off, like kiltered. Okay. You know, like it it moved a little. Right. I don't know how it moves. That seems yeah. wrong. Like it shouldn't move, right? Yeah. But I don't know. But and they and they thought that she fell off of a horse. Well, that was just like maybe that's what happened. Oh. Maybe she fell off a horse. And maybe and that that's what in yeah. the story she fell off. Her her horse and retroverted her uterus. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> this is what it was like in 1840. When you fall off your horse. <laughs> oh. just falling, ladies falling off their horses oh. left and right. So, um, what he would do is like, he, he would place her knee, or place her in a knee to chest position and then he would insert his finger into the vagina and then that would trigger something called full distension um, of the vagina which I think just means it loosens up. Right, bed and whatever like. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would just allow him to like see the vagina clearly. Huh. I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how that works. No, I'm not I don't seeing think it. That, yeah, <laughs> it's, 
It's not like, like did he something think goes that the vagina like ended? Like maybe he thought the vagina ended like half an inch in, and like that's like why the was, whole finger, like is the, the whole, whole thing. thing. It's like oh now I can see the whole thing, and it's the like whole... no, there's so much more in there because I don't understand how could you see that far in there. So did he? He like put his finger in, took it out, and then it just stayed open or something or was it like he had his finger in the and he was like kind of opening it with his finger oh god that's i don't know because this is singular finger right now yeah like how i don't know if it was an in-out situation and then you're like need a chest which to me feels more butt than but i don't know yeah well (laughs) it's a mystery because also she's yeah her knees to her chest so it's maybe that so i don't know maybe he just like pulls the lips or the labia away and then is like I don't know. I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> I'm really trying to understand. I want to understand, but I also yeah. don't want to understand. Yeah, because that sounds horrible. Yeah, I don't like it. To I don't have a man who doesn't know what so, he's doing. So, this with him and his finger and the air distension thing, mm-hmm. um, it was it was his inspiration for developing a precursor to the the modern speculum, right? Um, which was basically a pewter spoon and a strategically some strategically placed mirrors so that was just going oh. up there a spoon and some mirrors so just a regular old spoon yeah I mean, other than the pewter part, it did not specify oh, anything right. other than a spoon. Oh, we're cool. s- and I don't know, like spoons in the 1840s were they large? Were they small? What's the size know. of a spoon? An 1840s spoon. <laughs> <laughs> and like, where? What do you mean strategically placed mirrors? I know. Where were they? And on what? I know. And I don't he's like just it. like looking at himself. <laughs> just poking it with his finger and he's just actually holding the spoon up looking at his own face he would I hate him Uh, I hate him already Um, okay, the Sims vaginal speculum aided in his vaginal examinations and during su- um, during surgery. And there's also a rectal examination position that's named after him. And this I hmm. don't understand at all. <laughs> so it's where a patient is on their left side with the right knee flexed against the abdomen. 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 <laughs> I don't know why I put an O on the end. Abdomen. And the left knee is slightly flexed and is that like bent flexed? i think I that, think means, that bent. means bent because if you're if you're if you're doing it against right it has to be your, bent yeah. um yeah so i have i i don't understand how that opens the viewpoint to the <laughs> so, butthole so right knee to the to the chest to the chest or then, you know the whole any any right. upper body area depending on where your leg kind of lands i right, guess but right. yeah and then your left knee is just slightly, slightly bent, bent. but you're laying on your left side on your left side okay so it's kind of like so a it- yoga pose <laughs> Maybe it that, sounds that like a yoga. It all came from twist or something. It all came from rectal <laughs> exams. Probably. Probably. They needed yeah. to fucking chill out after that. I bet. It's uh, fucking <laughs> nerve wracking. God. <laughs> um. So yeah, this rectal position doesn't really have anything to do with what I'm going to talk to you about. Um. And I don't even understand it. I just kind of thought if someone had a rectal position named after them, that it was worth just like bringing up. Oh, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So today. Wait. Can I ask yeah. what rectal positioning? 
like what do, is that to see into the butthole yeah i okay, think so i think it's totally to get clarifying. good access I really wanted to, to the butthole make sure yeah. got it access to it like in a sexual way no, or I don't think in so. a well, doctor I mean, way I, i'm not saying you, okay you couldn't take it to the bedroom but it's i right. think at this moment in time we're talking <laughs> uh doctor way okay so Got if you it. were like, I definitely had, I fell off my horse again. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. again. <laughs> um, I think I have hemorrhoids from it. Because <laughs> anything can happen back in the 1840s on a horse. Yeah. And you're like, I think I have hemorrhoids. He'd be like, great, get in the Sims Assume position. Assume the position, <laughs> yeah. Assume the Sims position. Oh, and let's, God. let's look at that, that rectum. That's... Let's rectally examine you. Yeah, that's wild that it's named after him. That's <laughs> no. good, though. I do like good that. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Whatever. Really successful Whatever. man. Anyway. Uh, so today, uh, Sims is known as the father of modern gynecology. Hmm. Um, he developed pioneering tools and surgical techniques related to women's reproductive health care including the eventual invention of the modern speculum not just the diy spoon one uh <laughs> we got to like the real thing as well as forming a technique to repair oh this is gonna be hard i gotta say this though i'm gonna okay. say i'm gonna say it once and i'm gonna start calling it something else okay because i don't want to say it again yeah i couldn't knew it it doesn't matter i said antidote earlier so <laughs> <laughs> what what else could go wrong uh vesicoval no one more time take two <laughs> uh vesicovaginal okay. fistula oh, whoa yeah i'm not gonna say that again so i, I hope you heard it like a superhero though <laughs> i'm gonna tell you what it is oh no so i'm gonna tell you what it is and i'm gonna tell you what it is in vivid fucking detail. Okay, maybe I don't because want to be it's a like batshit fucking crazy. What <laughs> oh this God. is? Oof. It's not really a problem anymore in our country necessarily, and not in most developed countries um, right. because just it happens during childbirth. So okay. we have come so far with that process, that whole childbirthing process, mm-hmm. that we don't really have this problem. But it is a problem in a lot of developing countries still, and it's right. f- it's fucked. Um, <laughs> and also, I'm just gonna start calling it. VF because I don't want to okay. say that again and that's stressful. Yeah. I can't take that kind of stress right now. Okay, so, so you I'm said sorry. it sorry sorry, you said it was a disease or a, a disorder or like it's a, a I'm gonna call it condition okay. because I okay. wanna okay. find a good word for it. Um, right, right, right. Okay. So here, here's the explanation of what it is, so gotcha. in more detail. So it, it was a common 19th century childbirth complication, um, and it occurred when a woman's bladder, cervix, and vagina become trapped between the fetal skull and the woman's pelvis. I wish I had, like, a diagram right. with a pointer or a laser, yeah. but I don't. Shit. Okay. So I'm going to say it again. Bladder, <laughs> cervix, vagina. Okay are trapped between a <gasps> baby skull mm. and and the pelvis. Okay, so the pelvis is the lower part of the entrapment. Yes, it would have to be the baby above the whole head. A fucking so the whole baby, not just the skull. Well, it said skull, but I'd imagine it it would depend. Well, so because it's child, since it happens during childbirth, it probably is the skull because that you know babies typically come out head first. Okay, Okay. so So everything is like squished. Yeah. Ooh. So the baby's just making its way out and it just fucking it's like wrecks the shop. The whole the thing. The whole, it's shut down. Ooh, 
Okay, so this, what this does when this happens is it cuts off the blood flow and it kills the tissues. And then that tissue sheds off and it leaves a hole. So it's kind of like, Hmm. it creates this tear between the vagina and the bladder. Okay. Um, So then when urine starts to form, it just kind of... Mm. It just leaks out of the vaginal opening. So you have this continuous stream of urine just leaking out of your vagina. Oh, my God. And, again, for those without vaginas, just in case, this needs to be stated, that is not where urine comes out of. Right. right. On a normal basis. Doesn't come out of the vagina ever. That's yeah. not where we pee from. So right. just so we know, not a normal thing. And it's like an uncontrollable, oh, no. um, just all the time. So, Fuck. So, of course, having suffered from VF, um, it would be extremely difficult to keep your like personal hygiene up because totally. you can't stop it um and that would lead to like marginalization um from society uh, you would have this vaginal irritation um there's loss and even loss of vaginal function <sighs> and then just constant pain and in peace just leaking all over the place and it's like Fuck. i want i i I hate to tell you this, but like, uh, there's an even worse one, which is uh, rectovaginal uh, fistulas. Okay. And that's basically where uh. the tear happens between the v- vagina and rectum. So instead of Ooh. urine, hey, it's like flatulence and feces uh. leaking out. So mm. listen. That sounds awful. Fuck pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, not even once, you know? <laughs> oh, Don't, my God. No growing tiny humans anymore. Like, yeah. if you even... Save yourself. No, yeah. Just don't even... If, if men even come near you with their mm-hmm. penises, chop them off and burn them. <laughs> run away. <laughs> it's not worth it. We need to oh, band God. together as women. Yeah. I mean, I know this isn't a problem anymore, but, like, uh, you never know. And it's, is it really know, worth right? it? Like, if it was a problem that, like, I don't know, I would still think it, it occurs some places. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that was true. What I said was was only accurate for, like, the United right, States right, or right, European right. countries, you know. And God. Oh, it, it, but, God. But in developing countries, it is. That's awful. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. That was, I mean, again, I just wanted you to know, like, you know, I'm just going to keep going. Yep. Um, that's fine. So I just wanted you to know. We're going to go back to horrible, Sims horrible now. horrible, horrible shit exists. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Back to Sims. So in order to survive financially in 1840, and I was just, like, assuming, like, what it takes to survive in 1840 is probably, like, $20 and a horse. So it's, like. That's <laughs> true. Just take one from the chick with the retroverted uterus. She doesn't even want hers anymore. She can't, she can't really even anymore. get on it anymore. Um, so th- in order to survive financially, back to the fact here. I'm all facts over here. Um, Sims also worked as a plantation physician, which meant that he provided medical care to enslaved people on plantations. Um, And this is where we're really getting into the dark history behind Sims um, and modern gynecology as a whole. Um, And I wanted to give a shout out because I want to make sure I say this, uh, that I got a lot of information that I'm about to share is from the NPR podcast Hidden Brain. And I didn't use all of it um so you know if go listen to it because it's really really good i i think it, 
I can't remember the name of the episode, but I'll maybe we'll we share can, it or something. Yeah, but it's super good. Um, but on, on the episode of Hidden Brain, they talk to a woman named Vanessa Northington Gamble, and she's a physician and medical historian at um, the George Washington University. Uh, and so she's kind of giving a lot of this information about who Sims is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he talking about how he did invent techniques that help women today and he did treat slaves as well as um, high society women and he also at one point treated the Empress Eugene who was the last Empress of France I don't know if she was like in fucking Hmm. Alabama or if he he went to France for some reason it's like I'm not really sure how that how that happened yeah I have no idea I don't I don't know like with, if you're the empress, though, I feel like if you hear about someone doing gynecology and not a lot of people are, you'd be true. like, that fly that. True. Well, you can't fly him. <laughs> 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 Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, no. On a late 1800s plane for me. Honestly, if you hadn't been like, you can't fly him out, I probably just wouldn't have even noticed that you said that at all. Oh, my God. (laughs) Probably Get on your horse and ride across the ocean and get in my vagina, please. Yes. So so all of these things about him are very widely known. They're very widely talked about. But something that isn't... um, is that in 1845, Sims started to conduct experiments on enslaved women to treat vaginal problems. The worst part, and not worst part because all of it's awful, but extra awful, is that he performed these procedures on them without any anesthetics. So, um... He he used enslaved women as subjects um, in his surgical breakthroughs, and he developed techniques that that are the basis for modern vaginal surgery today. But the way he got there is, it's absolutely awful. So, um, remember the Vistula thing? I can't, I'm not willing to say again the vaginal one vf so vf all right gotcha um so the way he he reached the discovery of of how to repair vf which was something that at the time there was no effective cure or treatment for the way he did this was by conducting experiments a series of experiments from 1845 to um 1846 i actually think that later in here I corrected myself and I'm pretty sure it went to 1848 but I'm, I can't mm-hmm. remember now and now that I'm seeing it I'm like questioning myself so I don't oh. know it, it was <laughs> I think a, a couple years but the, because the condition was really highly stigmatized and really really dangerous for women as it was because it is it's it's so much pain you know it's just like yeah. there's a social aspect to it but also like the the toll that it would take on you physically is awful right I um, mean women are having so many kids that they're just all increasing their chances of it happening to them. Right. I don't know how many times I have to tell you, ladies. No more children. <laughs> so, like, there's a side to the story that is Sims upholding, like, you know, his Hippocratic Oath. He's taking these women on as patients. He is helping pave the way for something that will be useful today. But then the other side of that story is that he wanted to be a trailblazing researcher. And in terms of, and in turn, he treated enslaved women um, and their bodies like things that he just kind of used for scientific discovery. Um, And, and, you know, as slaves, they didn't 
have the power to really consent to that like that yeah of course yeah you know that's that's not something that you could consider you just couldn't even rightfully or honestly say that they ever gave consent for that because it just it it wouldn't have been possible exactly for them not to do it you know it's it's so anyways um so adding yet another layer onto them being seen and treated as property um to slave owners um these women were valued for production and reproduction which is just how much can they work and then how many enslaved children can they provide so having vs would have affected both of those things dramatically so that's kind of i think why so many plantation owners would have been pushing women to him to have him try to solve that problem for them so it's not out of the obviously goodness of their hearts or anything it is all has some sort of you know double meaning for them of course right and and a ton of modern historians who look at his work um like the development of the technique to fix vf they see it as unethical which is like yeah <laughs> yes. fair definitely 100 right. yep. uh yes yep. don't even i don't think there's <laughs> i don't know how you how can you, argue that right like where where do where do you even stand on the other side of that? Yeah, there uh, are people who do so. Lord, I'm sure we'll get we'll get there. I try not to go too much into it because I don't really want to shed a lot of light on the people who argue for it because their argument. I just don't want to. Talk, I just don't want to share it because it's just. I don't know. It's it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. They're they're wrong. We're not talking about them because they're wrong. Yeah. Uh, um. So he's he. He's been described as a prime example of progress in the medical profession made at the expense of a vulnerable population. So, uh, and it's experimenting to try to figure out the surgical technique did go beyond that year. I was right. I knew it. I knew it huh. went on longer. I fucking <laughs> was like, it was more than a year because I remember just being like, just oh, yeah. so it's many fine. times and I had to just stop and be like, uh, 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 uh. there are, there just are no words for what the fuck I'm going to tell you about. It's uh, oh so between 1845 and 1849, Sims conducted surgical experiments on um, 10 enslaved women in his backyard hospital. And a lot of those women were not named. Uh, there, there is no record of who they were um, at all. And But each of them did suffer from, from fistulas and all of them were completely subject to his surgical experimentation three however three women were identified by name in his records and this is really where that hidden brain episode um shines because it's very much about these women and it's really nice so Hmm. the three women that were named um in his records are an anarcha yeah because i wrote down it's like anarchy so i could remember how to pronounce it correctly (laughs) anarchy anarcha that would be it right yeah Yeah. okay betsy and lucy those two are I got those right. <laughs> um, so, um, NPR and and the host of, of Hidden Brain, they kind of decided that like Sims didn't really deserve to to be the father of anything, and, mm. and didn't want to make the story just about him because there's so much, and I'll get there. That that um, his story goes 
beyond himself in, in so yeah. many different ways. Um, and so instead, they named these women um, who suffered at his hand the mothers of modern gynecology, which I like oh, much better. I do like that. And Arca, a 17-year-old enslaved woman, had experienced a very traumatic childbirth. Um, some sources said that she was in labor for up to three days. Um, and she actually suffered from both from, from both the vaginal and rectal vistulas. So both of them at the same time. So that was just like... What the fuck? The pain that she must have been in on a constant basis oh it would God. just be insane. And Sims, when he started doing this in 1845, he, he did not know how to safely and cleanly and accurately repair any of these things. Um, and for a long time, his surgeries did not work, um, which is why they went on for, oh, 1946. So, so uh three years mm-hmm. um and and it's not because he did one thing right like he didn't spend three years figuring out a ton of different stuff it was just the one thing he was trying to figure out how to get right um and he spent those years operating um slash experimenting because really that's what he I mean this was a trial and error thing so that's really all he was doing mm-hmm. um on um, on Anarka 30 times over oh three god. years. Um, oh my god. Th- yeah, 30 times oh before her fistula repair was declared a success. Oh. Um, and what he tried to do was um, he tried to use sutures to close the tears um, and that would have been just unbelievably painful. What is uh, that? Sutures like so like stitching it up. Oh. Um, mm. So, it would have been unbelievably painful. And he did this for all three women listed and probably (sighs) all ten of them. Um, But because there's only really records of the three, you know, we know at least that this was his method for all three of them. And anesthesia was, it was available, um, but he did, he chose to not use it. Um, what? On, on any of his procedures Why? with enslaved women. He claimed no. that anesthesia was not fully, yet fully accepted in surgical practices and that he was unaware of the use of ether as one, but ether had been an anesthetic for um, as early as the beginning of 1842. So four years before he would have started this. Um, you know, so as a doctor, feels so you would have known. Right. Um, but this isn't the only reasoning that some people give as to why he would choose not to use anesthetics. Um, uh, the, the physician and medical historian that I was talking about from Hidden Brain, Vanessa mm-hmm. Northington Gamble, mm-hmm. she talks about this belief that at the time... They, sorry, it's just insane. It's insane. And it's like, okay. So there was this belief at the time that black people did not feel pain the same way that white people did, especially black women. Wow. That they were not vulnerable to pain and that they had suffered pain in other parts of their lives and basically that they could just ignore it. Like that they just had the power to ignore any pain that was felt. Um, he wrote specifically about Lucy um, and how Lucy almost felt as if she was going to die, um, that she cried out in so much pain during wow. these surgeries. Um, and at the same time, he he wrote that the women wanted to have the surgeries because they didn't want to live with that condition anymore. 
but it's like those are your two fucking options like that that's the two options that you're giving yeah. them it's like yeah. fucking going into a hospital and then being like well you can go home with the burn marks or we can cut off your arm like oh that's like your options there and it's like why can't you just um you know find a way to ethically and humanely help them it's not um so yeah um god that's horrifying oh my god to really be honest about it like there is no way to know if these 10 women like i i can totally understand not wanting to live with the vistulas like Mm -hmm. it's awful it sounds awful it sounds like it would literally affect every part of your life and make everything awful and you would constantly be in pain but there's not really any uh, uh, there's no way to know if these 10 women wanted it because while like sims wrote about it he wrote about one woman clamorously wanting to have the surgery that they wanted to be be cured but there is at no point any record or uh, at any point where it was it even taken into consideration their own words so you know he, he everything is being translated by sims and of course w- how can you trust someone who is in this for their own self-interest i mean he wanted yeah. to be you know a trailblazer and yeah. he wanted to to be the person who figured it out and you know so at what fucking cost yeah honestly at what fucking cost um and and for lucy she actually almost did die from a uh <sighs> I don't know if you call this a disease or, but it's called um, septicemia, septicemia. I don't know, but it basically it's what happens when a person's body responds to an infection. Um, The way and the way that the body responds actually ends up injuring its own tissues and organs. So um, at the time, um, Sims had he had gained this reputation as a researcher as as someone who was you know making big waves and trying to figure out something that was probably affecting so many women in the country and was a huge problem um that he started actually inviting other physicians to watch him perform surgeries so he operated on lucy without anesthetics in front of 12 doctors oh my god um and at that time that particular experiment um it consisted of him using a sponge to wipe urine from the bladder during the procedure and then he left that sponge in her urethra it said urethra and bladder so i'm not sure but but and that's having that sponge inside of her body is what caused her to contract um the you know septicemia i wish i had learned how to say these words they're so hard i forget how hard medical words are and also names and places and normal words like antidote (laughs) god damn it god (sighs) so of course with the nature of what these procedures were the women were operated on naked um so gamble the the medical historian um she pointed out that like it's not just about the pain but also about how these women were having their dignity kind of ripped away from them because they're just in a crowd and i mean a a room full of white men standing there watching you naked screaming in pain while another one treats you like you're you know like a thing like you're an experimental subject not like a person exactly so um fuck 
in this episode, they also had um, a poet and a professor of gender, gender and women's studies. Her name is Benita Judd. Um, she, or Bettina Judd, sorry. Um, I, I just, like, she she read some of her poetry, um, which it's, I, I only took up one line from it, but if you want to hear the whole thing, which you should, go listen to the Hidden Brain episode, but she she talks about um, kind of her own experience um, in with uh, hospital, and, and she ties it to, to Sims and, and what these three women went through, and the, the other women, of course, who, who remain unnamed, mm-hmm. um, but her the, the line I pulled out is, um, Sim invents the speculum. I invent the wincing, the if you must of it, uh, the looking away. So it just like really kind of paints that picture of like, it's awful. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that I'm not alone in having the thought um, while Sims is talking about all these reasons why he didn't um, use anesthetics, why like how he didn't know about ether, all the stuff that like it, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be surprising to to anyone, I think, to have the thought, um, this would not be the case if if this were a white woman laying on Mm. the table. You know, that's, it it just wouldn't, and um, you would be correct, of course. Right. Because why wouldn't you be? So Sims did treat white women. Um, And when he did, he did it um, with an anesthetic. And in the 1850s, um, he left Alabama and he moved to New York, um, so, so by then, by the, oh, what was it, 1849, by 1849, he had perfected the technique of, of fixing the fistulas. Um, and mm-hmm. so in 1850, when he left Alabama, when he went to New York, um, it said for health reasons is why he moved to New York, but he started a women's hospital when he got there, um, like five years later in 1855. And he, he gained this reputation um, as an excellent surgeon, he became the president of the American Medical Association, and he treated white women um, with a technique that he had perfected on the bodies of black women. Um, so according to, <laughs> why do I write all these hard names? <laughs> according to Dorinda Ogen, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your last name. Uh. Someone from the University of Alabama. <laughs> um, Sims did perform some procedures on white women w- without anesthetics. And this is um, in quote because I, I just wanted to keep it in, in the actual words. But mm-hmm. many white women came to Sims for treatment of vesicovaginal fistulas mm-hmm. after the success of um, after the successful operation on um an anarcha and oh, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Anarchy, anarcha, anarcha, anarchy. It's what it sounded like. God, I wrote it down. I'm still can't do it right. Oh. Um, and I interrupted my quote. Um, so after the her successful operation, <laughs> however, none of them, due to the pain, were able to endure a single operation. Wow. Yeah, she had thirty until he got it right she she had 30 unsuccessful or 29 unsuccessful operations um and and this is stating that he that the white women who did try who did do it who did not get any um anesthetics couldn't make it through one that he was doing the right way um, wow. And the, I, I imagine if they were, if the white woman was screaming, he would stop. 
but yeah. it's a black woman. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I'm, like... I'm absolutely positively sure that when the when the white women who came to them couldn't handle it, they did you know, they and they asked him to stop, he did. And I'm I'm sure how could you not any person who is being um, exposed to as much pain as the ten enslaved women he experimented on would have felt like there is there is no reaction but to ask someone to stop like yeah I, I yeah there is no you know it, so um the Journal of Med- Medical Ethics um it reports a case a case study um, of one white woman whose fistula was repaired by Sims without the use of anesthesia um, in a series of three operations that were carried out in 1849, which is right around when he kind of successfully was able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, one, one white woman who was completely willing... Who, who, with full consent, uh, without any pressure or any commands from anyone else, um, was able to endure what 12 or 10 African-American enslaved women were forced to do again and again and again with, you know, no no free will, basically. Right. Um, but I don't even see her as a hero. <laughs> oh, God, no. I No, I mean... It, it's kind of like, I can do it. I mean, I'm sure she endured a lot of pain and all that. Yeah, I'm sure she did, but like, no, it's nothing. And also, it, w- it was after he had, not to minimize her pain or whatever, but to, it was after he had experimented and tried all of these horrible, awful things yeah. to these ten Yeah, women, I mean, it's... yeah, I don't, I don't think you're wrong to... I mean... It's just not the same. The credit can only go to the enslaved women who who were forced to do that, who, you know, the things that we benefit from every day, even still, like a lot of women in developing countries are still benefiting from it, was completely and totally developed on the back of these women and, mm. uh, and unwillingly, and, and it's awful. Um, so some people, because, you know, this is like a world where we're allowed to have opinions or whatever. <laughs> some people, um, have opposition to the idea that Sims gave white, any white women, um, anesthetics at all. Um, there's this guy and I didn't include his name because I don't like him. Um, and he is like <laughs> journalist. everyone, <laughs> honestly, I decided I had it and then I erased it because I was like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. I hate you. Because he's literally in like every article that I read about it. it whenever it talked about people who who disagree with anyone who is, you know, shedding any sort of bad light on Sims, he was like the number one fucking person. And I was like, fuck you. <sighs> Um, so writer unnamed, um, (laughs) who, he was also a writer for the journal of medical ethics stated, um, as of 1857, the Sims did not use anesthesia to perform, uh, visual surgery on white women. And he was, um, citing a public lecture that Sims gave to the New York Academy of Medicine, where he said that he never used anesthesia. And he never used anesthesia for fistula surgery because, and this is in quotes, because they are not painful enough to justify the trouble and risk attending their administration. Whoa. 
one, how the fuck would you know that? Like, right? how would you know that? Do In you no have universe. a vagina? Have you had a child? Did it fucking wreck all your shit? How do you fucking know? And also, you f- literally wrote in a book that a woman thought she was going to die from the pain of it. Yeah. And you're fucking saying this? That is fucking wild. And I also think it's bullshit. Like, I think it's untrue. I think if I, a, I agree. if a higher class or even middle class or even upper lower class woman walks into an office and said, I need this, but I want anesthesia. Here's my money. Yeah. Do it. You fucking would. You yeah. fucking would do it. You would yeah. do it. What are you going to say? No. No, you're not. Lies. Oh, God. Um, oh. So so his, his story really is just full of this fucking back and forth of... But, like, you know, the, these historians, these ethicists saying his actions were, they were unethical, they were awful. And then these other people, like, not even people, just because it goes beyond just people. There's an inscription near his birthplace that deemed him a blessing and a benefactor to women. Oh, my God. Fucking... <laughs> What? How? <laughs> like, but also, yeah, I, I, like, also, yes, he has developed a process that is continuing to help women, but also, no, because... <laughs> I'm no, the the the, the, uh, the cost in which you got there, <laughs> you can't just choose the good part. No, and, and no, the, I don't fucking care if these things are helping people. I definitely still blessing and benefactor to women. No, no, on that part. No, definitely no. Um, so other than his work being the basis for modern gynecology, um, the history of this is, has a really strong connection to today in several other ways. Um, the biggest and most unbelievably infuriating, crazy, awful, terrible fucking, uh, thing is its influence on the unequal medical care that African Americans still receive today. So when a, when black patients have broken bones, when they have cancer, they receive less pain medication than white patients. When black children um, have appendicitis, they receive less pain medication than white children. Um, and one of the things that like, one of the reasons that that this is, and this is kind of something that I said earlier, but that was 1840 fucking something, mm-hmm. is that many people inaccurately believe that black people literally have thicker skin than white people and experience less pain. Holy fuck. But, like, how could you possibly think that? Like, no. in... Why? Where? Where would... Why? Uh, well, that makes no sense. That makes zero sense. Skin color has nothing to do with human anatomy. Like, okay, so. Oh my god. So this, this, oh. and there's like the the hidden brain. Our podcast also goes into this, and like, it goes into kind of the racism that exists in the American medical field, um, and it talks about like a John Hopkins video where a woman who had oh. 
gosh, I don't want to get it wrong, but I also really can't remember. Um, she she has a, a very well known um, affliction that I just I can't remember, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm. Um, but she's talking about um, how even though she's in a ton of pain and this is a black woman talking about how even though she's in a ton of pain she still she still gets dressed up and tries to look her best to go to the hospital just because she she wants to get uh just the treatment that she needs and the pain medication that she needs but she doesn't want to be seen as a black woman who's just trying to get drugs you know get access to pain medicine and it's like so you know it's very much alive and well today and Mm -hmm. and it all really can be traced back to sims and his practices and what he did um but if you look at how sims is referred to in medical textbooks Mm -hmm. he's the father of modern gynecology he's talked about as someone who perfected the surgical technique um and there's just zero mention of his experimental surgeries um on slave women on enslaved women in his legacy anywhere wow um and wow it it seems like that would be an obvious problem like you can't that's not how history works you don't get to choose the parts that you want to be Mm -hmm. remembered Mm -hmm. um you know but somehow you know it's just not for everyone not everyone it thinks it it's a problem or a big deal um he fucking tortured them yeah he did he did 100 percent. oh my god um and, and no one's arguing that the progress that he made isn't benefiting women today that we aren't still mm. using the things that he developed but at the same time like you just can't forget how he got there yeah um it and still today, so many people, um, for so many people, he is put on a pedestal. And that is actually a literal statement because there are currently statues mem- memorializing Sims mm. in South Carolina, Montgomery, and Central Park in New York City. Wow. Um, portraits of him hang in medical schools across the country. Um, and there is zero mention of the 10 enslaved women, including um, Anarka, Betsy, or Lucy. Oh my god. Um, so, you know, it's a current conversation uh, that a lot of people in this country think we should be removing um, statues of Confederate leaders and soldiers. Right. And um, that actually, Sims statues became a part of that as well. People were calling for the removal of his statues um, now, but also in the mid 1970s um, when. Uh, at the rise of like the racial and gender equality movements, scholars, even back then, were arguing that Sims used enslaved women as guinea pigs to advance his own career. I'm sorry, I just had a wine burp. It was that's, a terrible. That's moment. Okay. <laughs> it's really I'm sorry. Really I'm gonna read that line over. <laughs> oh boy. Um, From the top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scholars were arguing that Sims used slave women as guinea pigs to advance his own career um that his patients were victims of me- medical experimentation and he was given the nickname uh, father butcher and wow. all these all these scholars who saying all these things are you know posing the question of why yeah. why are his monuments still up and and why are we memorializing him in this way yeah 
Um, Fuck. And, and even the history and the biographies written on Sims were called into question at that time because, you know, these are being written by white male doctors who who want to make him the hero who who want to create this fantastic this fantastical like past of you know the the history of medicine and and the progress that doctors have made and so you know it just you you can't trust what they wrote about him everything that was written about him was done with a certain you know a lighter shade on it, a brighter whatever. I don't know a saying for this appropriate <laughs> moment, but it was written with a, a positive yeah. connotation. There we go. That's good. That works. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, and there's a New York Times article that really talks about that. And I don't want to. I don't want to go into it too much because that kind of gets into more political stuff that we're not here for. Mm. So, for a lack of oh. a better segue, uh. Uh, here we are today using <laughs> practically the same speculum for 150 years. Um, uh-huh. But that could all change soon. Um, because Haley Stewart and uh, Sahana Kumar, uh, the designers from Frog, who are mm-hmm. redesigning the, the speculum, they're hopefully going to bring some comfort back to our annual exams. I would love that. Um, and this is a device that this, the speculum, just kind of going back to this Wired article, I'm, I'm full circling it right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, one review of medical literature found the speculum to be the reason some women avoid going to the gynecologist at all. Uh. In 2014, the American College of Physicians actually recommended against pelvic exams, citing uh, the harms, fear, anxiety, embarrassment, pain, and discomfort oh, associated God. with speculum examinations. And like, yeah, I get it, because almost all of those yeah. things happen, like, ugh. At the same time. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It's overwhelming, it's uncomfortable, and it is embarrassing. Yes. You know, as much, as many times as you go, as much as you're like, I'm a woman, I'm comfortable with everything down there. And they're professionals. They're even professionals, if, you know, yeah. It's, it's still... It's still. You don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Ever. And then I you don't. walk out of there and you're like, oh, you yeah. feel like yeah. weird the rest of the day. You it's do. so odd. Yeah, and, and it's just like something that I don't know how to explain. Just that, like the things that you feel while they're doing stuff, it, it's the weirdest feeling. It is so You odd. know, as, yeah. as the gender who... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say this in a nice way. Okay, as women, as if, if you are a straight woman, um, but also, you know, actually lesbians apply because, you know, they've there is also fingers, not just dicks. But we're used to having stuff in that area, yeah. inside of it. Yeah. But the feelings that happen during those examinations, like... Oh, they're so weird. They're so weird. And you can feel something scraping inside of you that, and you can feel the, the weird places that they're reaching to. And it's just, yeah. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Um, yeah. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not against it. You need to go. You know, you there's a lot of benefit to getting annual exams to making sure, you know, totally. you're being screened for cancer and, and anything else. But it's fucking not enjoyable, though. Sucks. Um, <laughs> so, but apparently the design of the speculum currently is not even really that great for patients or physicians because doctors have to, like, stretch the, the speculum bill so wide. And, and bills, I mean, like, it looks like a duck. Like, it yeah. is like a duck looking... <laughs> Thing. So I'm making hand gestures you can't see. But anyways, you have to open the, the 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 bills of it so wide um, in order to really be able to see like way back in the cervix, and right. that's a lot of uncomfortable pressure for the patient, obviously. Uh huh. But this is not the first time that someone has tried to change the speculum. Um, in 2005. A San Francisco-based company patented a, patented a design for an inflatable speculum called Femspec. Oh, my God. That sounds like a fucking superhero. That does. Femspec. Femspec. I like that. Um, <laughs> the device was made out of polyurethane, which is the same material that they make condoms out of. Hmm. Um, and physicians could insert it like a tampon, and then they'd inflate it like a tiny balloon. Weird. Right? Weird. <laughs> Listen, I wrote this joke. Now I'm gonna read it. Okay. It's okay. Written, now I'm gonna read I'm it. I'm ready for your joke. A lot of house party clowns became very interested in medical degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't even care. I wrote one. it. It was good. long. That's I good. wrote it. I liked it. I liked it. Those balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I felt like there needed to be a joke after what we've just all gone through together. Oh, yeah. I just felt like we needed a second. Just a little laugh. So I'm just thinking of, like, you, you're in there, your feet are in the stirrups, and you just hear, like, the squeaking of, like, clown shoes as you, like, grab something. It's a nice picture. <laughs> you know, you're, like, looking, and it's, like, your knees up in the air, and, you know, your gown's high, so you yeah. can't really see anything, but you yeah. just see, like, a colored afro wig. <laughs> Peeking up above it. And then afterwards, you leave with like a little dog out of a, you know, the thing that was just inside of you. Or you like, you go to pee and you, you know how magician, oh, that's a magician though. When you go to pee and that's a magician. (laughs) (laughs) When you pull the tissues out of your vagina. When it's just like coming and coming and coming. Coming everywhere. Yeah. You're just pulling like different color fucking tissues out of your and they're all attached you guys get the picture i'm painting here although that is a magician that sounds like a nightmare i'm mixing up my my cheap party entertainment um so there there was like a ton of other people who have tried to do that but that one um had the best joke so i went with that one so there's a lot of other ones you can go read about it in this wired article if you want interesting um but to to just get through because there's so much information like fucking wired is thorough yeah um but Stewart and Kumar, ooh, I just hit the table, sorry. Stewart and Kumar um, started their redesign journey with a list of things that bothered them in gynecological exams. So it's like the noise, which is like mm. a cranking, like fucking opening a can of beans while they're down there. Yeah. Um, how fucking cold it is when they put yes. it inside you. Yes. Never fun. Sucks. Um, the feeling um, of it, so like when it's when it's being opened really wide and it's like stretching uh-huh. you open as a person, you're being stretched. You're being stretched. <sighs> yes. I feel like there's like a big dick joke there, but I'm not gonna make it. I'm just gonna yeah. say that there was a possibility for yeah, it. Cause... That's enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even want to. Um, so then after that, after they made this list of like all the things that suck about it, they got their own set of specula. Um, one was plastic and one was metal um, mm-hmm. to kind of get the idea of what's going on. And then they realized like how much it looks like a medieval torture device. So they were like, let's also fix that. It fucking does. Um, so they found inspiration in nature. Um, hmm. They found inspiration in machining and everyday objects like bicycle pumps. Um, they huh. uh, like played around with tripod tripod clamps and like opening and shutting them. Um, looking at ski bindings, ski bindings clip in and out. I don't know what I wrote there. Um, I don't ski, so I don't know what you bind. No, I kind of like the thing that puts them together. It's like you you have your boot on and uh-huh. you stick your toe into the front oh. of the binding and then it clicks into the back. Got so it. Clicked into your skis. That makes sense. But it's more it's more of a clicking. But I can kind of see how that maybe would apply. Yeah. I'm interested. Okay. Yeah, you can, <laughs> I will share this Wired article now from all the way from November when I found, I mean, October when I yeah. found it because I've been holding it and keeping it a secret. Yeah. <laughs> um, they started working with autoclavable silicone, uh, silicone, depending on how you say it. I say silicone. Sure. I said it wrong the first time. Okay. I don't know why. Hey, that's you fine. can call it silicone though if you want, I'm sure. <laughs> Is it different? Silicon Valley? That's what I, Sil- that's spelled different uh, though. There's no E on that, right. I don't think. That's silicon. Silicon. So listen, I'm stupid. Silicon. No. <laughs> so silicone is a new material they experimented with three prongs over two they tried shrinking it down to the size of a tampon they tried putting the handle of it at different angles like 90 degrees 120 degrees huh. and then after they did all this like experimenting with it they 3d printed little prototypes and they gave huh. them out to OBGYNs huh. and let them use them and see what they liked and what they didn't like about yeah. it huh. so the good things um they like the three bills because it gave them a good view of right. your insides without having to like stretch you know open a patient that far yeah um they like the 110 degree um handle uh because it gave them like enough extra space so that the patients didn't have to do that like just one more scooch down for me that's the fucking worst it, it? is the you worst feel like you're gonna fall off the table it's like yeah do I need to be this yeah. far down and then you're just up in her face yeah. her and poor yeah, face yeah it is uh. every time they're like okay scoot on down and you're like scoot they're like yeah keep, keep nope, going please and then you keep going and then it's just like one more one more come on one more you know it's like up here (laughs) get it in my face Uh, um and then the silicon the silicone valve the silicon i'm forgetting now i'm I'm panicking the the silicone that's right covering was also a big hit and then the speculum (laughs) that they created was totally silent which is cool 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 cool. that's nice um so from there um the designers realized that this is really a bigger effort um it's going to be about more than just designing redesigning this one tool and that they're really going to have to think about how to redesign the entire experience of going for an an annual exam or a pelvic exam or etc etc whatever it is and that's basically where they are now shit just trying to make it better for patients and doctors wow yeah doing the lord's work ladies yeah seriously oh my god are there pictures in the wired article at all yeah there Uh, are i'm curious to see yes oh i should share like a picture of like the pew i wonder if i can find the pewter spoon with strategically placed mirrors yeah and put it next to our (laughs) modern quiet that Silicon Valley. Like some medieval one. torture yeah, shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And, like, when they're metal, like, you can't get a lot of, like, e- when things are metal, 
they're gonna have a hard edges. Like, yeah, that can't. Oh god, yeah. I don't like thinking about it. Whatever, I don't like thinking about it. That's gross. Yeah. So that's my episode. <laughs> Oh, Should man. we share some Cosmo tips? Oh my god, yeah. I need to process all of this. I know. It's it's a lot. It is. And I had no, I hate that I had no, no idea I didn't either. about any of it. I did not have any idea um, at all. And I never thought about it, and I never yeah. thought to learn, and I never would have expected, I never would have expected it to have that kind of... Right. Past that kind right. of history behind it. Um, and that we haven't, you know, yeah. that we haven't made advances. Yeah. My... And that we are, you know, still using the same shit. Yeah, we're still that using is, the same shit. That's fucking, that's got some bad juju. And we're, sure. yeah, seriously. That's insane. You know, and, and we're, we're still idolizing the person who created it without being honest not that i knew who sims who sims was at all i didn't know what he had done i didn't know he was a father of modern gynecology i mean technically i knew none of this right but when you i'm sure are when there are med people interested in being med students when there are people interested in learning about these things yeah my guess is they probably learn a lot about sims and what he did and yeah they probably don't learn a lot of detail about what he what he actually did to get to where he got. That was a That's stupid sentence, but it's not fucking yeah. fair though. No, I I just it like I remember in health class and like what eighth grade she brought out like my teacher brought out the what is the device called again? It's like some fancy word. Which one? The clamp. The bill. Oh, the speculum. Speculum. Yeah. <laughs> she brought out one of those. And was like cranking it open and closed in front of the yeah. class, and was like, "This goes right up in there." And all the the guys were in there too, and everybody's giggling, and mm-hmm. no one's taking it seriously. And she's really trying to just get through this fucking right. lesson. But you see that, and you're like, "That's fucking terrifying." Yeah, and is. I'm just gonna laugh about it because I don't know what else to do because yeah. that doesn't seem real at all. And lo and behold, yep. every year she was right yeah. <laughs> it does go inside of me it does and it sucks it does and it's just as scary as it was that day in health class it, and yeah and but but the thing is they don't go into any of the history about it which in health class maybe that's not their job yeah I, I, I assume teachers probably aren't paid enough uh, to to spend a ton of time delving into the history of everything that they tell you about, they probably just have to tell you the <laughs> what basics of now. it. Yeah. yeah, but um, I'm sure even I'm sure if they did, they would not share the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to admit. Yeah. Two, it's a hard thing to. For some reason, in our country especially, it's a hard thing to separate accomplishment from uh, the process, even if that process was horrific. And, you know, it's it can be difficult. And if it's like it can be difficult to face these things, but like it fucking should be because we did that. Like we did that. Yeah, we did that. And we need to look at it and we need to 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 talk about it and we need to not let it be forgotten. And we need to try to learn and grow and we can't fucking pretend like it doesn't exist because it makes us feel bad or yeah. because we don't want to admit to it and like the fact that we even have to say this is kind of crazy because mm-hmm. um, the people who suffered 
are the people we're trying to forget and it's like we you don't want to face it because it makes you uncomfortable but like you know what the fuck they went through like you should have to look at it every day you should have to look at it and you should have to admit to it and you should be just trying to be a better person from it um fuck everybody's uncomfortability yeah so thank you fuck that anarka betsy lucy thank you thank you um to all 10 of the enslaved women yeah the seven that were not named and like they endured all this shit for for us and and we now benefit from something that you know they had to it's all it's all because of them and it's and you know yeah we should all know about it and 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 tell people tell more people about it share this i'm really glad we did this because it it sheds a lot of light on the history that we you know this this affects us like Mm -hmm. women directly Mm. and i had no idea so it's it's important to you know keep a dialogue open about it and talk about it Mm -hmm. tell your friends at a party just you know (laughs) it's not really the best party conversation but it's been important (laughs) to to have just fucking just fun (laughs) yeah God. Yeah, remember them and and really go check out that hidden brain thing. Yes. Read the New York Times article on it. Um, and there's a ton of other information out there. I've, I honestly only did a small amount, um, you know, to fit in this length of this episode. So and I'm sorry if you can hear my dogs in the background. They're both oh. managing to make noise at the same I'm time. Trying to just be like, hey, be like, hey guys. go away, shoo, 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 get the fuck out. We're doing He's like, something. Look at me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I do want to say, like, to open our Cosmo tip thing. Yes. Um, I opened an article to just try to find a new one. This, this today, Uh-oh. this today, and <laughs> oh, sorry, no. at the top of it, at the top of the article, I opened it was like a screenshot of it or a photograph of an actual Cosmo cover, and one of the like <laughs> little headlines was 44 ways to fuck like an idiot." <laughs> And I was like, gotta write that one down. Is that real? Mm-hmm. There was a picture real. of it. There was a picture of the cover of the magazine. <laughs> I do often ask myself that when I see Cosmo tips, like, that can't be. Like an that can't idiot. Be right. That day yeah, they were just like, four ways. It. Not 45 even. They can even <laughs> make it a nice 44 ways to fuck like an idiot. I would love if that was just a placeholder that they forgot to change before they published. Be... <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> but then I feel like they just play it off. Like, I know. Fucking with the tips you have, I feel like you could easily put 44 things Absolutely. that make you sound like a fucking idiot. Oh, pretty much everything when we you're say having sex. About Cosmo here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to go first or do you want to go um, first? You go first. Okay. Okay. So, because I couldn't find, uh, oddly enough, there are no um, speculum related sex tips, <laughs> um, I went for. Um, you know, the other part of the body that is in attendance during annual exams, and that is your boobies. Your boobies. <laughs> so I went for something that had to do with the boobs, <laughs> and it was tough to choose, but eventually I narrowed it down to my favorite, <laughs> and I wrote this word for word, because I don't want to I don't want to touch the crafting that this person you know, went through to get to this hot, hot tip. <laughs> Tickle his feet with your nipples. <laughs> Climb on top of him in reverse cowboy position and then bend over until your nipples reach the tops of his feet. Yowza. <laughs> first of all, so many first of alls. But first of all, 
Oh, to get nip, to get nipple to toe, right? You're gonna have to scooch. Like this is like that part of the pelvic exam where they're just like a little bit farther, little bit, far, a little bit, like, little more, little more. You're not gonna get from like at best you can you can tickle his knees with your nipples, you know, <laughs> That's like pretty hot. <laughs> hot tip, straight for me. But what? but to get to the feet, you're gonna need to go way down there. So it's just like you want me to go further away from the penis. How, in the I, wrong direction. In no world. To put my nipples on his toes. It's just, it's not even flexibility. It's mm-hmm. torso length. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's it. And like. And I don't. And I'm, I'm like tall, but yeah. like, I, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. And like, I have small breasts, so I'd have to basically have my oh. face in his feet at, also. Yeah. Uh, oh, Diggy. <laughs> My dog is getting in trouble. <laughs> he won't be quiet. We're almost done. He's so excited. God, I want to kill him. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. what's your tip? Oh, tell me. true. Please hot, tell me. Hot tip. Hot, hot tip. tip. Also, Coming you know, so you. get out there, ladies. Put your nips on toast. That's what the that's <laughs> what the men want. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a good one. Um, if you're looking to spice things up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I didn't know your tip, so I, it's not really related. I mean, you're... <laughs> Your subject. My subject. Yeah. Um, so, quote, get together under a light sheet, turn the fan on high, and pretend you're hooking up in a wild windstorm. <laughs> Have, has the person who wrote that ever actually been outside? Like, ha- like your fan on high isn't even equivalent to like a light breeze a wild windstorm a wild you need like 20 fucking fans in the room like imagine how loud that would be god who comes up with this shit like <laughs> i don't know but they get paid money to I do it i would like to do that me too actually i could god, do this that is so i could good. fucking do this that sounds you know? so fun to come up with these bullshit yeah. tips and see how let's many people let's make a one right now <laughs> oh god um, um wrap yourself in uh-huh. wrapping paper for the holiday <laughs> love season it. Yes. and put little Ooh, ornaments yes. on your nipples yeah glitter <laughs> Yeah, glitter bomb your bush. It'll be like the glitter <laughs> beer, but instead it's the glitter the bush. Glitter bush. Oh my Fucking god, it's very heat. festive. Yeah, pour eggnog <laughs> all over your vagina and let him lick it off. There's a lot of steps here. This is just still the same tip. And then... And then... Play Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You Backwards... <laughs> While, while you, you have sex, but you pretend that it's sex in reverse, so it's yeah. like Twin Peaks, yes. where they record it forward, yes. but their movements are weird, so it looks like you're doing yes. it in a rewound fashion. Oh my god, this is so, this is really spicy money. Um, yeah. So you're welcome, guys. Happy yeah. holidays. Let us know how it goes. Email us at friskyhistory at gmail.com to let us know how our tip works out for yeah. you. Let us um, no, I want to see pictures of glittery bushes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll regret it later, but we're living in the moment. 
Let us know how it goes. I don't know if we're gonna try. Can you imagine the mess that no. your jeans would just have <laughs> in them if you covered Everywhere your pubes you in glitter? Just in the toilet when you pee. It would actually that that would you know be nice. Yeah, it would be like. But I would <laughs> just peeing. I bet I would smile every time glitter. I saw it go, like you just go to pee and you pull down your pants and it's just like glitter everywhere. Yeah. You'd be like, this is kind of Hell cheerful. Yeah. Actually, I really like it. Yeah, it's really on brand. Yeah, I feel like I just came out of a Lady Gaga concert or something. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> You have glitter all over your bush. I love that. I do too, actually. Yeah. I love the ornament nipples. Yeah. Wrapping yeah. paper. We'll come up with more. Yeah, too. we'll keep working on those. Yeah, that's you know? good. Because in Cosmo, call us. That's right. You know? yeah. We're available. Our, you know, we're available for freelance, for full time, for general conversations. If you just want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear, oh my God, dress up like a clown and put a balloon inside of your partner's vagina and then blow it up, pull it out, oh! make it into a dog, <laughs> stick it back in. <laughs> Then have sex. She'll never see it coming. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be the weirdest, sexiest experience ever. Love you it. Know? I love that. You know, like after a couple of years, it's like, what do we even do anymore? No. I don't want to just stick it in. That's boring. That's no, why yeah. I need something cool. Get some balloon animals in there. <laughs> God. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. I'm sorry, and I and thank you for coming along with us on this yeah. episode. And please, I know. It's lame, but subscribe and yes. leave a review because it helps us, us a lot. And we want to know what you think and we want to know what you want and what you hate. Yes. Please. Yes. And Email also, thank us. you. Thank you. We'll be back next Friday. That's right. Bye. <laughs> you can find us on the internet at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Frisky History. Um, you can also listen on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google maybe has one. Anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can direct your questions, concerns, feedback, and weird sex stories to our email at friskyhistory at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, so, bye. <laughs> <laughs>